You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. Now, let's turn to our next guest and topic of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about baking cakes for people with special dietary needs. And I'm really delighted to be chatting with Sarah Lee, the founder of Sweet Secrets, which is a local bakery business here in Hong Kong. Welcome on the program, Sarah. It's good to meet you and have you on the show. Thank you so much, Noreen, for having me here this morning. I'm really excited. Me too. And I'd love for our listeners to join us on on Facebook, we're live this morning there as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Now, this is such an interesting business model. We were talking a lot off air just now. Yeah. Um, before we talk about uh, sort of the different ventures, just give us a bit of background. Tell us a little bit more about Sweet Secrets. Right. So Sweet Secrets is uh, a bakery very handmade style, Western style, we'll call it. And I started this business back in 1999. Um, the whole idea came when I was pregnant with my daughter. And uh, I thought, I'm just going to give it a break with the corporate world and venture out. And the one thing I've always loved is cakes and desserts. So, yeah. People no always brainer. have no brainer. People always have like a second or third stomach for desserts, always. Correct, correct. I mean, it runs in my family. It's all about sweets and we all love sweets at home. Yeah. Now, with your business, there's a special interest, a special focus, and it's to focus on people with different dietary needs. How did that all begin? Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to tell you a little story um, about a five-year-old girl. So she was diagnosed with being intolerant to gluten. And um, every year on her birthday, when her birthday cake is cut and everybody gets a bite, she would start crying because she doesn't get a bite. So that's what her mom told me. Um, so she came to us for a birthday cake that her daughter could eat, which is gluten-free, which was shocking to me because this is back in 2010, and I've, that was the first time I've ever heard of the word gluten. So uh, we did end up baking her a cake, three-dimensional, big, huge, pretty castle cake with princesses and all. I had no clue how it tastes like because it came from premixes that the client supplied us because we had no recipe back then to cater for that. So after that job was done, I got just really curious. Why would a five-year-old girl not be able to eat a cake? So that started the journey. Pandora box was opened. Yeah, and I'm so glad you ventured into in, into that box, into that world, because um, and gluten free uh, people who are celiac, it's a serious uh, disease. Actually, you know, some people choose to be gluten free because of you know um, uh, intolerances, but if you're allergic to gluten, you get a sore tummy, you vomit. It's kind of like a full blown um, uh, food poisoning kind of. It thing. can be really, really nasty. An attack, exactly. And a lot of people actually aren't quite familiar with the symptoms. I mean, myself included. I think it could be denial, it could be, you know, ignorance, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. and it can take a, a, a while to develop as well. So somebody may not be celiac or gluten-free until they're much later in life. Something might Correct. trigger it from stress. And Correct. and we now know that more understanding that gut health and the brain health absolutely, is all... Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Even I, I believe that day to day, we our body is different. We have a different threshold. Like one day I'll be fine, the next day I wouldn't be. I mean, this is also from my personal experience as well with I, food. Yes, I agree. I think threshold is a perfect word for it. And even with joint pains and stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, really... and people wonder, it's like, why do we have all this problem now? But hey, our body took it for so long. And it's the food that we eat. Absolutely. So when you come up with sort of different recipes, and I know you work with a great team as well, how do you go about which group to cater for? Or is it just sort of a, you know, some cakes are suitable for all, some cakes are better? How does it work? Well, you know, our journey started you know, 12 years ago, catering to gluten-free. That's what we started with. And then 
people started coming back to us and said, you know, by the way, you know, my daughter can't have egg either. And then somebody would say, hey, you know, we, we can't have dairy either. So it was it was a journey. It, it was a journey where we did one thing after another. So we didn't jump on the vegan wagon just because it was like a trend worldwide. You know, we were already doing it without knowing it. So uh, I only realized that back in 2017 when I participated in the Vegetarian Festival exhibition in Wan Chai, I said, oh, wow, let's look at the menu. Didn't realize we have a whole collection of vegan products. So um, I love the way you we didn't know we were doing it. And <laughs> we really didn't. You know, uh, we, we catered to customers who come to us for vegan products, but, you know, um, some of them, because of lifestyle choices, you know, they go on a vegan lifestyle, but we do have a big group of customers who choose the vegan diet because of health issues, health concerns, right? So, um, you know, in either case, they are very particular about the ingredients that goes into the food. And, and that's also what we always, you know, pay attention to. So we've done that for the longest time. And, you know, the sugar-free keto ones, which we also have now, that came a little bit later. Um, I, I grew up with, with a mom who's diabetic. Uh, my grandmother was diabetic, so I've always felt and knew the pain of not being able to have, wanting, you know, loving and not able to have. And I've always wanted to cater to people like my mom, you know. Um, I think it was more than 20 years ago, I, I ventured into sugar-free. Back then, I was playing with Splendor. Uh, not going to talk much about it, not my choice anymore for sweetener. We never actually officially launched it, you know, um, especially knowing, knowing what we know now, you yeah, know. Aspartame. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. So um, it's a choice of ingredients that's also really re important when we try to cater to different groups with different needs. So back to your questions. Like, so yes, we do have a collection that caters to people who are plant-based, people who are, you know, lactose intolerant or egg-free. Uh, and all of that. And then we also cater to people who are on a keto diet uh, for various reasons, you know, some for the weight management and some for managing chronic inflammation. That's what I understand as well. And people like my mom, you know, um, the sugar issue and the carbs and all that. Um, so we have to cater to, you know, what they need and then come back and say, hey, what are the kind of ingredients we can work with? to develop that and at the end of the day you know our criteria is with we always want to deliver a recipe that tastes like a cake that tastes like a regular cake you know whether you're plant-based or keto or whatever when you take that bite you're not going to be able to say oh my gosh i'm taking i'm eating this all that um that's really important to us because we learn along the way there's so much preconceptions and there's a lot of trauma so to speak of people having bad experiences which still exists to this day Unfortunately, yeah. you raise such a good point. You know, where does that perception come from when people talk about like a healthier option or something that's sugar free or egg free? Some people may have a perception. Oh, it's not going to taste the same or not taste as quote unquote good. Um, where does that come from? I think firsthand people who have had those experiences before. So just to share this um, experience. So when we first launched a collection of gluten free, that was 2012. Then we still had a retail store. So we're so excited. We put all this tasters on the counter and nobody tasted at all. Not a single person. Until one lady came in, you know, somebody that I knew really well. It's like, you know, she also said no. So I said, no, I'm just really curious. I'm, I, I don't know why we've not had a single person, including yourself, be willing to help us taste um, this gluten-free recipe that we're so excited about. It's like, uh, you know, I know how gluten-free tastes like. it. It's like really not very nice. So I thought I'll just pass. It's like, oh, Okay, um, 
all right, so it's like, okay, let's just try a different strategy. So let's try to appeal to people's good heart. You know, so we start telling people, it's like, you know, we've, we've just developed this recipe. We're still trying it out. We totally need, you know, um, everyone's feedback as to, you know, how should we improve this? And everyone that came through the store tasted okay. and gave us an honest opinion, um, which was really, really helpful. Yeah, it kind of helped us understand people who have had gluten-free experience before and people who didn't. And that really helped us to, you know, to take it a little bit further. Yeah. Exactly. And unfortunately, sometimes it's not limited to cake. They might have had a gluten-free uh, pasta or something. And all I bread, say this, all cookie. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Just something else that's got the label gluten-free. Exactly. And they feel like it's just, it, do, it doesn't taste the same. And sometimes the same isn't necessarily the best or, yeah. or good. Yeah. Um, different is, is good to have an open mind yeah. to try different things. Yeah, but I think to start with, I think, <laughs> like you said, we do all need to have an open mind. You know, can, can we have, you know, orange is never going to be equal to apple, right? So, you know, we, we have to accept that and, and be adventurous, be open-minded. I mean, otherwise, we're not going to be able to develop and create and, and grow and change from there. Yeah, like just now you you very kindly brought in a cookie for, for, for me to try before the show, and that was egg-free. D- describe uh, to our listeners what, what I tried just now. Right, so it's, it's a box of three different flavors. I thought the one you picked out was the uh, cashew coconut. So it's, uh, it's gluten-free, it's egg-free, dairy-free, and without refined sugar. Yeah, it's not not free because it's, it's got cashew in there. Yeah. yeah, and when you find substitutes, I mean, you and your team, is it really experimenting with different things that work with the flavors? You know, how many, um, yeah, what's the process of that like? Well, I think, I think first of all, we've, we've been baking gluten-free plant-based cookies for a long time. We actually did that 2016. So I think kind of the base recipe, the, base. the basic is kind of there. Then it's more like tweaking, you know, the flavor and the recipe and what sort of character we want to give to the cookie. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love that. <laughs> character to the cookie. Yeah, I, you know, everyone has got to be different. I mean, we're all unique. So each one is unique. And, and I, and I tell people as well, some people look at the cookies like, they don't look pretty. It's like, they can't look pretty because they are all handmade and, and because, you know, they're a little bit rustic because of the nuts and everything that's in there. They are unique and, and that's what I like. And I love the rustic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. And so when you're trying out different, how do ideas come to you? You know, do you have to taste a lot of different things from, from various places? Or, you know, does something just sort of come to you and think, okay, this time I'm going to try cashew nut with coconut? I think to start with, I like to, you know, consider what are the ingredients that can help enhance the nutritional value of our product. Um, I mean, even though I'm, I'm this in the sweets business, I am personally quite health conscious myself. You know, I'm quite particular about the kind of food we eat, you know, um, and how can we enhance our health and energy level and all of that. So my choice usually is nutrition to start yeah. with. Nuts and, and seeds. Correct, yeah. correct. And then flavor and then texture. And of course, you know, um, how accessible are those ingredients, you know, um, and costing is, is, an, is a concern, but that's always last, you know, I always want to kind of make sure the recipe works and then let's look at the cost and then let's see if that's viable or yeah. not. So it's, it's crafting the, the, the flavor and the character. Yeah. What yeah. sorts of challenges did you come across, you know, in your, in your sort of entrepreneurial journey? Oh gosh, this is like a 25 year journey. So there's lots and lots. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> the gluten-free journey maybe? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so Good and Free Journey, it, it was really a very, very bumpy start. So you know how we got started. So um, to start with, it's, it's the not knowing. We, we had no clue, you know, how what is gluten? 
you know, what sort of ingredients do we have, right? The availability, availability of ingredients is, is a big issue. There was back then no supplier that would supply in bulk. Um, back then, I was experimenting with, with Dove's Farm from the UK. Um, if I was lucky, I could find two bags at a supermarket, you know, and you could imagine it was really, really expensive. So cost, this is the other thing. Um, and the niche market, it, its market was so small because the level of awareness is this much, right? So um, it's, it's all of that. And plus the trauma, people having bad experiences before <laughs> and all of that added. So that whole journey was was challenging. Yeah. yeah. And after you sort of found your foot and more and more people, where would you say was that switched? How did people, you know, in our community know more about gluten-free or, you know, it, it, does it sort of come as a fad or does it come from, you know, genuine um, uh, health uh, concerns or issues? What, what was your observation of this? There would be, two, I would say there are two groups to it. So there is a genuine need, people who are having health challenges, um, of course, and then there's the other group that just jumped jump on the wagon because there was a time was, oh my God, like gluten-free is healthier. But no, of course, then we quickly realized it actually isn't unless you do it the right way, the clean way. And uh, that's always a lot of times not known. And I think the level of awareness started to increase. Personally, I just feel that it's because um, doctors started to see more of cases and they started to send their patients for blood tests. You know, a blood test could tell you a lot of things. Exactly. And some some people do sort of elimination diets. Correct. Where they're um, taking out certain food and Correct. then they can... Yeah. It's very daunting, but yeah. yes, yes. Oh, have you done one before? I, I have done not the elimination diet, but I've done... A candida cleanse. Oh, okay. Candida cleanse. Because um, I think it was 2016, we we're in the midst of developing those cookies recipes and brownie recipes. And I came down with brain fog and fatigue. Um, I, I didn't know there were terms for it back then. I just kind of like suffered. Literally, I was just not functional. Um, I mean, I was normal, but I would not be able to, for example, you know, have a conversation with you. You would say your words, you know, some, some words would be blocked, so I won't be able to comprehend what you've just said to me. Oh, so that's, that's brain so fog. So scary. It, it literally is like, you know, foggy. Um, so I just, I reached out to a girlfriend of mine, um, Caroline, who, who is one of my best friends, who actually got me started baking gluten-free. Um, round two. I probably won't have time to go into that round two bit. Um, but um, when I described my symptoms to her and she said, no, you need to go on a candida cleanse. All right. So I, I had to learn what that was all about. But it was so daunting because at the time I was suffering from eczema. I had a spleen flare. So I was going to a Chinese doctor, which, of course, typically they would tell you to avoid a lot of food. Uh, that's, that's one lot. And I then just prior had... My blood tested for 40 ingredients and 18 tested positive. So I had to uh. eliminate a lot of stuff as well, including egg, dairy, gluten, nuts, and, and all of that. And then plus a candida cleanse. It's like, oh my God, I was, I, I hit a low, low. I was so depressed. It's like, I can't breathe because air's polluted. I can't drink water because, you know, there's a lot of chemicals and whatever in there. And now food. So. And it's probably an anxiety loop as well. You're stressed about the situation. Now you're stressed about being stressed. Correct. Correct. So uh, it, it, it was not a fun process to, to start, but I, I did. I did and um, very, very grateful. So it was a process I was supposed to do uh, three weeks at the least um, because candida is overgrowth of yeast and affects your gut health. Of course. And as you mentioned, related to our brain health, which is what affected my Cognitive function, the brain fog, right? Yeah. So I never um, even thought of the 
you know the that that link, but it's true. correct. It's so, correct. Yeah. So it's it's my own experience that that kind of like helped me put all the pieces together. Um, so I did the cleanse, and the first week it was withdrawal syndromes big time. I was like, oh god, like what, what can I eat? What do I eat? You know. Um, because I have to cut out sugar, all forms of sugar, not even fruits, not even uh, sweet potato, not even dates, nothing, not even healthiest form of natural not even sugar. <laughs> no, so not literally even the fructose. No, 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 not at all. So literally, yeah. I could not eat anything outside of my own home that I had to prepare. Right. So uh, that caused a lot of stress for me. But anyway, so in that first week, I was talking about the withdrawal syndromes. That's when I realized I was a sugar addict. Never realized I I was I would just say oh you know I love sweet I've got a sweet tooth I was a sugar addict yeah. I didn't realize up until that point because I I never had to cut out sugar altogether in a very drastic way like I did that, that, that you know that time um, so um, week two my energy level started to pick up um, my brain started to clear out. And then by week three, oh my God, it's like blue sky. <laughs> that mental clarity. <laughs> mental clarity, absolutely. I, I, it, was, it was just amazing. And it felt so good. I kind of push it, you know, for another two weeks after. Yeah. But, yeah. And finally, uh, Sarah, I, I want to very quickly talk about, you know, it, I think over the pandemic, many people tried their hand to become home bakers and really try that. How can, you know, people make their cakes healthier? What sorts of options or what sorts of alternative uh, can we uh, consider when we're, you know, making cakes and cookies at home? Great question. Great question. You know, I think, first of all, I like to address the word healthy. You know, a man's meat is another man's poison, right? So and, and throughout the years, we've seen so many people coming through the door with different concerns. So I, I learned in that journey that so I can't call anything healthy without understanding what an individual is dealing with, right? Um, so that to start with kind of knowing what one needs and requires to support one's health. Um, but, you know, I do have a baseline um, is to cut out refined um, ingredients, highly processed ingredients, um, ingredients where you can't read, can't pronounce, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Try to avoid all of that. Um, hidden sugar, refined sugar. Oh, yeah. um, I won't say all sugar is bad unless, you know, you're, you're you know, it's, it's a serious diabetic issue or whatever, um, or health goals that you're trying to achieve. Um, so there's different types of sweetener, you know, pick the one that suits you the most, mm. right? So in the cookie that you had, we, we use organic coconut sugar. You know, for somebody who's seriously diabetic, that may not be a good choice. You know, some who are pre-diabetic, that might be fine because it's low GI, right? So uh, it's kind of choosing what suits the needs. And, you know, um, I, I am big on fat, but, you know, I am big on healthy fat, right? Your avocado, your coconut oil, you know, your, your extra virgin olive oil and things like that. So choose the best fat that supports your health needs, right? Um, flour, almond flour is a good one that we use a lot of. Um, Non-bleach flour um, and things like so. If you can't have nuts in your diet, non-bleach flour will be will be a good one. Gosh, yeah, nuts yeah. is a whole other topic as well because nuts sure. is super healthy, but it's not for everyone. And also, which nuts, Correct. you know, in, in that sort of uh, hierarchy, or, or just nuts for different needs. Um, very quickly, Sarah, remind our listeners once again: how can we, you know, find out more about you and your work and your journey? Are you on social media? I am on social media. Um, Sweet secrets cakes for sure. Um, and we have an online shop. Um, we used to be in retail for 20 years and now we're operating online. So sweetsecrets.com.hk and uh, you can contact me on my WhatsApp. I'm the person you'll be talking to. <laughs> 
excellent. Well, Sarah, it was such a pleasure to meet you and to chat with you and to learn so much about, I really like the way you, you, you mentioned, you know, about health, you know, what's healthy for you may not be healthy Absolutely. for somebody else. Uh, so that's always important to take a note on. And I look forward to having you back on the show next time. Thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to it. And thank you so much for having me again, Ori. Thank, thank you. you. And now a quick look at the weather forecast for today.